The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. This is the EP Podcast, 30 Minutes of Good. For Evergreen Park and the surrounding area, and it's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. You need a bank you can rely on, one that knows your community, provides customized accounts, and offers just for you. First National Bank of Evergreen Park at 95th and Pulaski in that iconic building, locally-based community bank committed to the people and businesses right here. And right now, when you open up a total access checking account, you get $300 for free right there in the account. Big bonus. If you open an account today at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP with $100 required to open, requirements to qualify, must use link to apply, member FDIC, and remember when you stop in there, say hi and ask for your EP podcast. Car magnet, put that on the back of the car. Uh, as the weather warms up, we've hit Southside Spring now as it's uh, over 40 degrees now consistently. I mean, every once in a while dipping, but mainly sunny. Uh, 35 is still Southside Spring. It's time to get those on the back of the car, wash the car, put them on there, and who knows when we start giving away all kinds of uh, cash and fabulous prizes, you may win if you're spotted with an EP Podcast car magnet. This is our weekend edition of the EP Podcast, and joining me on the line for a special spring movie preview, we have our Hollywood insider, you've heard him on the show before, Ben Belton, live from California. How are you, Ben? Well, I'm almost not wearing a mask as of tomorrow, so it's it's now we're now Whoa, okay. So look at you, California is California is catching up, or Los Angeles rather is catching up with the rest of the nation. I thought you guys were already maskless. You're telling me LA is still like one of the last holdouts? Uh, p- supposedly, the county is now saying that as of tomorrow, masks are only going to be mandated in specific like federal places or or like hospitals or certain places like that. But everywhere else, you can go. Um, without a mask. Well, that's nice. That's nice that you get to take yours off. Hollywood's had theirs off forever. I mean, if you're if you're a movie star, you you don't need one of those. If you're on television, you, you don't need one of those. It's just for the peons. They have to keep theirs on. So I'm glad I'm glad you're getting uh, back to normal out there. That's exciting, and hopefully that will mean more people going out to the theaters, more movies. We're we're normal out here now. Uh, in, in Illinois and in Evergreen Park, I think we've been basically living normal for the last year and a half. You you know what the South Side's like, Ben. You, you're originally from here. You know you know the South Side rolled differently than even the rest of suburban Chicago and downtown Chicago and the Chicago city limits. The South Side rolled through the last couple of years a little different. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how they do. Okay, so they're already out. They're already looking for movies. They can stream them. They can go to movie theaters. The last one I saw in a theater was Spider-Man. I thought that was awesome. And now we are going to talk about some of the big ones that are going to be coming out here in the spring and into the summer. And I feel like we're going to see movies that, well, let's say they they were supposed to be out in 2020 and then they didn't come out. And then 2021, maybe they were going to come out. But then there was like, well, I don't know if we're going to make enough money. I think 2022 is supposed to be when we finally see one of these, a couple of these big ones. We're not getting Top Gun in the spring, though, are we? We're getting Top Gun too in the in the summer, right? Uh, we're getting Top Gun really, really soon. We're actually, we're getting it on May 27th. So uh, it's it's going to finally be here after after delay uh, delays and more delays. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know look, uh, Tom Cruise is annoying to me. 
and I'm not a fan. <laughs> like, like personally, I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise. Like, there's there's a lot of things about Tom Cruise that I just don't like. I could I could fill an entire show about things I don't like about him. I thought he was also really wrong for the Jack Reacher role. Okay, like I know that uh, he did a couple of those movies. They were based off the Jack Reacher books. The Amazon Prime Jack Reacher, I think they just came out with that in the last month. I watched the whole thing. I thought it was spectacular, and I was like, that's Jack Reacher. That's an actual tall military guy that can beat people up. Tom Cruise is like five foot two and 120 pounds soaking wet. It was totally non-believable. Yeah, the the series was actually really good. And I I I actually had seen the star of it, and he really was not that big of a guy, if if you can believe it or not. So he added a significant amount of bulk to play that role, which is impressive as well. because uh, he's basically a tall, skinny guy. And he in in the show obviously was was pretty much the opposite of that. Yeah, he was a he was a beast, man. I I totally bought that he was a, a mountain of a man that could just beat anybody up, and it was an interesting show. So what what do you want to jump into as we look at the spring and entertainment? Do you want to talk movies first? Do you want to talk streaming stuff first? What are you most excited about, or what's the buzz right now in the industry? about things that are going to be coming out that people are going to want to consume. Absolutely. So the big thing, obviously, this weekend is the Batman. you got to discuss the Batman. Yes. You know, Matt Reeves has seen significant delays on this movie. And sadly, he didn't even do his own premiere because of COVID. Um, he tested positive, so he missed out on the festivities and arguably probably going to be the biggest film of his career as, of, as to this date. Um, but pretty exciting, obviously, that that film is finally hitting theaters. The reviews are amazing and basically it's going to be a reset to that universe and the sequel is already in the works right now at warner brothers yeah it's it's more detective batman and that's the batman that i enjoyed when i was a kid i used to read the graphic novels or i used to read books about batman that didn't even have pictures in them even though he's a comic book character i was really into batman when i was like a teenager that was like my favorite guy and when the movie came out with michael keaton i really enjoyed it because it was dark. Like the first one was my favorite one. Then Tim Burton got a little weird. Then Val Kilmer showed up. And I, I, I believe then George Clooney is the one that had, for some reason, uh, nipples on his, uh, on his outfit, like exterior armor nipples, which was really weird. Everything went off the rails. And then it came back again with the Christian Bale things. And that was actually really good. But this is the first time that he's like a detective. And I think that's why I'm going to enjoy it because Batman at heart is a guy that goes out and solves crimes just as much as he has really cool toys. Yeah, and this is a darker, more intense Batman. This is going to be not the one that people saw. Um, certainly the George Clooney one and definitely not the Val Kilmer one either. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be more in line with the Christopher Nolan ones. And, um, you know, that's that's what a lot of my friends are saying. So I don't want to see an Arnold Schwarzenegger shooting a freeze ray ever again in my Batman. That's what I don't want to <laughs> see, Ben. <laughs> yeah, as, as far as other stuff that's coming out that's really exciting, because a lot of people know about all the big stuff coming out with, you know, you've got... Um, of course, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming out on May 6th, so that's a big thing. And of course, Morbius is coming out here in just a few weeks or a couple weeks here on, um, you know, in April. But basically, the 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 kind of look at what's surprising that's coming. That's actually you kind of want to see like what sorts of things that are coming that might you know, the viewers might want to be aware of that maybe you haven't heard as much about. One of those things is the Northmen. Um, it's it's got an all-star cast is directed by Robert Eggers, 
who worked on The Lighthouse and The Witch and, of course, helped create, you know, Anya Taylor-Joy, who is this new breakout star from, you know, of course, Netflix and her work on the series there. Um, and she is actually returning for this film, The Northman, and it's essentially an action film where this Viking prince returns to get revenge on um, this this uh, man who wronged his family. So I think that's going to be probably the sleeper hit of the spring. I'll be surprised, um, you know, if it doesn't, you know, just kill at the box office. You know, I enjoy the superhero movies. I really do. I, but I'm also one of those guys now that I'm I'm searching for something else. Like I, I'm trying to find other types of movies. Like you can only watch so many superheroes do things. And I, I don't know if it's because I've seen a few now that I wasn't a big fan of. And I'm like, you know, that the formula is getting tired or something like that. Do you, do you think that we're going to start seeing more, more hype for movies that are not dealing with the Marvel or the DC universe or something like that? Are we going to see people start to go out in droves for the non superhero movies like the Northman or something like that? I think what's got to happen is you've got to see other genres succeed. Um, you know, of course, a lot of people, West Side Story being a recent example, whether you like musicals or don't, West Side Story didn't perform up to expectations. So the idea that you're going to see a, a musical, you know, jumping into theater soon outside of some of the planned ones, one of the ones that I had mentioned previously was or talked about before was Elvis. You know, there's an Elvis movie coming out directed by Boz Lorman with Tom Hanks playing his manager, Elvis's manager. And that's coming out. But you have to look at that as a unique situation where, of course, the rock star bios have done re really well. You know, there was the Elton John one and then, you know, with Taron Edgerton in it. And then, of course, you had Rami Malek playing, um, you know, the queen, yeah. the queen, the one yeah. where he did Freddie Mercury. I like that one so much that the other night we were just sitting around on the couch and it popped up on TV and I found myself watching like the last half of it. Because I had already seen it and I was like, I, I, I forgot that that was actually an interesting movie. But I, I think you bring up an interesting point is that it's not it's not one of those things that we're going to see a lot of theaters because the, the movie industry doesn't they're not sure what's going to get people to go out of their homes and sit in a theater yet. Right. I mean, and they know that people show up for the big explosions and the big blockbuster because they want to see that on a big screen. But they have to wait, I would think, until you get to the point where people are looking at theaters again as a completely normal thing to walk into where you can just go see anything. And it's like, what do you want to do tonight? Let's go to a movie. And it might be a while. Is that are they now planning things differently? Do they think that it's going to get back to normal? Could the spring here be the first signs of, of them getting back to what it used to be with movies? Well, I think they're wanting to try out more things as they see things being normal and people having the ability to go back to a theater and have a more like a, a normal theater experience, you know, maybe with or without masks or with minimal masks or whatever the regulations are by state or, or county or whatnot. But now that those things are lifting, it should be a little bit more of a normal experience. But one of the things that they're going after is different demographics. So, for example, Spider-Man, which you mentioned earlier, has done really well because it brought in the audience it was supposed to. You know, the younger audience, arguably the 18, the 44s, that it brought in. Where the film industry is still not succeeding is bringing out older, you know, older demographics over the age of 44. Um, so you're not bringing out, you know, the senior citizens. You're not bringing out those people. And so they are bringing out, for example, there's a Downton Abbey film that's a sequel to the 2019 film that's coming out in May. So... The hope is, is that they'll start to see more of these things succeed, as well as some of the independent 
and foreign films that typically will bring out the older demographics. So that's what they're hoping to rebuild these theaters and to rebuild the movie going experience. Okay, so we got a Downton Abbey uh, that's coming up here soon. What, what do you see that's coming out in the next? It, it, is there anything else buzz wise? Uh, people here in Evergreen Park surrounding area, while they're, while they're trying to figure out what they want to do in the next couple of weeks or for a weekend, or they just need a break from all the revelry, because you know, we're, we're coming up here on the high holiday. Uh, we got, we got Southside Irish Parade returning for the first time in three years. Uh, and, mm-hmm. that, and it's, and it's, a, it's the weekend before we get to St. Patrick's Day. So the, at some point, people are going to need to dry out. Or, or or they may want to avoid the revelry. So what what are they looking at here besides the Batman? Is there something else in the next couple of weeks or next month or so that you're like, look out for this one? Well, in April, there is a lot of stuff coming. You've got Sonic the Hedgehog. The second one is They made is a coming second out. one? That's they made a second terribly. one. And terribly. Wh- did the first one do well, Ben? Did the first one do well? It, it did really, really, really well. So whether you and I liked it or, or opted to see it or not see it, <laughs> Other people did, apparently. <laughs> Is it possible that people were just starved for entertainment at that time? Like, I wonder, like, I always think back to remember Meet Joe Black. OK, of that, course, yeah. that was a movie that had uh, um, Sir Anthony Hopkins in it and Brad Pitt, among others. And it was a terrible movie. It was just the dumbest movie of all time. Uh, basically, death himself takes the form of Brad Pitt, takes over his body and it falls in love with somebody and then just hangs around uh, delaying the the inevitability of going back to work and killing people. Like, nobody will die. It's a really, really, really dumb movie. And it set all kinds of records, not really records, but it did really well in theaters. But it did well in theaters because it was the only place you could see the preview for the first Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi. When they thought there would never be any other except for those three, you could go out and see The Phantom Menace beforehand. And it didn't mean that Meet Joe Black was good. And so I wonder, are, are there are there properties out there that did well because people streamed them and watched them in droves online because they were bored and they were stuck in their house. But when it becomes something in a normal world, why would I plop down? What is it now to go to a movie like fifteen, twenty five dollars? It's ridiculous now to go see Sonic the Hedgehog, too. Yeah. And, and I mean, there are a lot of like, you know, movies that are coming out that are essentially just kind of going to be sensational, you know, like they're just, you know, like just they're, they're there for visual stimulation and, and maybe nothing else. You know, you've got, you've got another Michael Bay film coming out. That's visual stimulation. That's just explosions. Which one is that? What's he doing? Is it a submarine? Is it a plane? Is it a spaceship? What, what, what was taken hostage? What is this movie that Michael Bay is making? Well, he's famously said that he makes, he makes his films or, or it's been said that he makes films based on, you know, the teenage with the teenage boy in mind or the teenage guy in mind, whatever, whichever it is. Um, but basically that's what he makes. That's who he makes his films for. So whether we like it or not, maybe we're not, maybe we're too old for it being, you know, even being not that old, <laughs> we're, we're out of his demographic and maybe that'll do well. Um, you know, there's also another, uh, it, it sounds crazy to me, but there's also another uh, fire starter coming out this time. You know, it's not Drew Barrymore, obviously it's Zac Efron, but, which I don't understand, but maybe it'll find a home. You know, I don't know. Like maybe like, I shouldn't say find a home, but maybe it'll find a popularity that, that, uh, that I don't see, but who knows? I love that. I love the fact that in, in an age over the last 10 years, where some characters have been reimagined that used to be male and have been reimagined as female. Zach Efron takes up the mantle for men taking over a female role. 
<laughs> well, I, I I think he plays the father in it, and his daughter is the one Does that is, okay. is the Drew Barrymore. But I mean, I you know, it's that's that's about all I know about it. But I saw the trailer for it, and I thought, hmm, not okay, good. not <laughs> yeah, good. So I, I, yeah. I like as this. I like how this is devolved into. There's a couple of movies coming out, like The Northman and Batman, and uh, some some other movies that you might enjoy. But there's going to be some stinkers that are going to be out there. More with Ben in just moments, but first, let's take a quick look at your Evergreen Park Bulletin Board. It's all brought to you by Dreamers Towing and Recovery, serving the south side of Chicago and the south suburbs, especially Evergreen Park. They're available 24-7, 365, whenever you need them, and they'll also buy your junk cars. Call Tony whenever you need a tow. Put this number in your phone. You never know when you're going to need one. You want to have it ready to go. 773 410 49. The youth department is having a green tasting on St. Patrick's Day. That's right. Green snacks, green drinks available 3 to 5 p.m. on March the 17th. Plus a lot of St. Patrick's Day's activities. It's open to grades 5 through 12, 3450 West 97th Street, room 105. If you have any questions, 708-229-3377. There's also Open Gym Volleyball in March and April every Tuesday coming up here on the 8th, the 15th, the 22nd, the 29th, and then the 5th and 12th in April. Concessions are available for purchase for these kids that are going out and playing in volleyball. We're talking grades 5 through 8. It goes on from 6.30 until 8 p.m., $5 per kid at the Activity Center, 3220 West 98th Street. And the American Academy of Pediatrics is having a babysitter's class on Saturday, April 23rd. We talked about this before on the show. This is a great benefit if you have a kid that's going to start babysitting either the other kids in the house or around the neighborhood. You want them to be prepared for anything. There's only 10 kids per class. They're going to learn all kinds of very important skills. It's going to be from 9 a.m. until 3.30 in the afternoon on the 23rd. Your payment is due by the 15th of April. Reach out now. Sign up 708-229-3377. And if you have a kid that's getting ready to play sports, especially softball, baseball season, Grinders Training Academy, 102nd and Kedzie Avenue, has youth sports training and conditioning fitness classes for all levels, kids and adults. They provide private coaching and coaches can rent their facilities. Learn more, contact them through grindersacademy.com. That's grinders with a Z, academy.com. Do you know what the name of the Michael Bay movie is? I, I didn't. I don't think I got that from you. What is it's the name called, of that? It's called Ambulance. Oh, this is the one where they steal an ambulance. And yeah, I saw this, and there's it's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a ridiculous-looking movie. I saw the trailer for that. And basically, <laughs> these guys are robbing a bank, and then they steal an ambulance, and they've got some, uh, I think it's a police officer or guard that they shot, and they're just trying to make it home. And and, and it's like just nothing but explosions. And, and you know, I, I watched the trailer, and I thought to myself, this isn't how this would really work. In, in real life with an injured police officer, they would just stop the truck. And they would have the gun battle right there. They wouldn't chase it for an entire movie 
all throughout Los Angeles with massive property damage and explosions. Like it's going to be, you're right. That's a Michael Bay movie. It makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely. And, and, and you know what? You've got your chance to go see it, Chris, on April 8th. So there you go. <laughs> I can't, so. can't wait. Can't wait to plop down my money for that. <laughs> but then outside of that, of course, you have uh, another Fantastic Beast film that's coming out. As to whether or not that's going to stack up, there's been a lot of controversy with the casting, with Johnny Depp, all that kind of stuff. You've also got another Jurassic Park or Jurassic World coming out. This is the last out. one. This is the one I'm interested in this one. Tell me what you think of this, because I, I, we have the first three Jurassic Parks, the trilogy, and the third one wasn't that good. It didn't make a lot of sense. The second one was, eh, okay, but I, it, the, the first one is a classic. And then they do these reboots with uh, Chris Pratt, who always takes a beating on social media. So it, whenever one of his movies come out, it's always funny to watch. Like people just hate Chris Pratt. Like they're just people just like despise this guy. Okay. I've always enjoyed his stuff, but Chris Pratt's in this thing and you've got, uh, was it Bryce Dallas Harper? Is that who's running around in that with him? Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. Then you of course Howard. got Laura Dern coming right. back and Sam. Right. But you're bringing back the, you're bringing back all the people from the first three. So what they're going to do is link all six movies together in one big giant finale is what it looks like to me. And this, this could be spectacular or it could be a disaster like the ninth star Wars movie where they just had too much. They had to fit in. I mean, what, what's your prediction, Ben? Do you think they pull this off or do you think this is a disaster? Because I felt like the, I felt like the last one, it was wonky in a lot of ways. I think based on the names involved with it, that they will pull it off. I, I, I tend to look at, at the names involved with movies to see whether or not it's going to be a success. And, and this one, obviously, particularly with Laura Dern tied to it, I think is a higher probability of some, some level of, of, of success in the future. So Laura Dern, it, like the, the buzz around her is that she's the kind of person who doesn't take a project unless it looks like it's good. Like, are there certain actors and actresses that like you notice while you're in the industry and, and we've gone into what you do before, but you, you, you're, you're around all these different movies. Give everybody just a quick, quick synopsis of what, what you generally do in the industry. Well, essentially I, you know, I do a lot of uh, freelance reporting and a lot of projects obviously tied with, you know, promoting film and just in general, just working with different people to get the word out about, you know, productions and promotions that are coming out. And, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, we're working with different people and sometimes you get to meet the people and, and sometimes, you know, you're just working with, you know, the people that work with them, their teams. But it's interesting that, you know, like I said, normally you can tell, if certain people are involved with the project, there's just a higher level of success with it because they've got a lot of money writing on their, on their brand name. Right. And Laura Dern is particularly one who, you know, she very, you know, very rarely has a project that isn't, isn't, you know, really well done. You know, of course she was involved, um, you know, with, with the HBO series with Nicole Kidman and of course I'm forgetting the name now. No, I know which one you're talking about, but what you're saying is that people, there are people that when you're doing your job, or you're reporting on these, or you're going through the promotion of these films and things like that, that you see certain people on it and you go, well, this is going to be good because this person's associated with it. And I would imagine it's not just actors, but it's producers, directors, things like that. There's a certain people that you go, this one here doesn't, doesn't do anything half-assed. They would, they quit their job with the studio before they finished a, a clunker. Yep, absolutely. And you, and you just get an idea and you also see like, who's involved on the production side or the director or, or the cinematographer, you see people and you're just like, you start to kind of notice 
you know, kind of where where those trends are. But um, but yeah, and Big Little Lies, of course, was the series that we were we were referring to. So Laura Dern was, of course, in that, and you know, that series got major acclaim. And so she doesn't again usually tie her name to things that don't do well. So that would be my indication. But sequel fatigue is very real, and and again, that's something that Fantastic Beasts could get hit by. Um, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. You see how I did that, Ben? That's a, that's an old trick. You knew me back when I used to do radio when I first started doing it, like, you know, ages ago. That was my whole, like, I found a way to give you a chance to look up the name of the, uh, the Laura Dern project. That's what of I course. did. And you got it. You knew exactly what I was doing. I was dragging the question out to give you a chance to get it because you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't get it in your head. You had to look it up. Well, more so, I was kicking myself because I <laughs> I actually had, had done some interviews about that project and I couldn't think of the name. So <laughs> I, I've watched too much streaming. I watch I've watched too many series on on, on streaming now that I'm I'm starting to uh, forget the ones I have seen. Sadly, even the good ones. So talking about streaming and we'll, we'll kind of finish up with, uh, with this topic here. I know Moon Knight's coming out soon. That's in the MCU. I've done my best here to try to avoid talking MCU because it's just, it's low hanging fruit. There's always something <laughs> for it. And they've got like this massive intricate thing. And I, I, I've tried my best to avoid it, but there's no way to avoid it because, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to it with the exception of the Eternals, which you could put in a in a ditch somewhere and light it on fire and take it completely out of canon for the MCU because I think it I think it ruins the entire story uh, and and again I could I could fill an entire episode on why it ruins the story but I'll just say quite simply if there was a god living inside of the planet earth that could just destroy it at any moment what was the point of all the other movies like you didn't need that in your in your universe, but anyway, let's go to Moon Knight. That's the next one. You got uh, you got movies that are coming out. It seems like they're getting ready and they're going to build to yet another long term storyline with a bunch of characters coming together. Is it becoming supernatural now? Is that what the MCU is? Well, yeah. I mean, you're starting to see the and you're seeing it with DC as well. You know, there's definitely you know a new project coming out uh, with DC in July with Black Adam and they've got different, you know, other things that are coming flash, you know, th- a number of things. And, and the same is true, of course, extending that universe for the MCU and just the ability to do that. Um, and that's, you're going to start to see, of course, it, now, and that's, that's where this consumption idea comes into play. Right. So when, when we obviously Spider-Man just has broken records, it's now the third largest domestic sale of of movies of all time yeah but is spider-man is spider-man gonna end up like fighting alongside or against a vampire like is this i mean maybe i didn't read enough comic books i know i didn't read enough comic books is that's what's coming now like is it gonna get really weird like morbius is a vampire right blade is gonna be showing up right we've got we've got a moon knight i don't even know what that thing is like is this it feels like the mcu is gonna get weird and i might enjoy it but i it feels like we're going into a completely different phase of it yeah, and they're what they're trying to do is set it up so they can have different teams that fight. And there's different, you know, project. You've got, of course, got Doctor Strange coming out, and it's also been rumored that Patrick Stewart has filmed his classic part from X Men. Supposedly, he's somehow being transitioned back into it, and they're trying to bring in the X Men into that world. So with that, they're trying to evolve both the supernatural and the more you know, kind of homespun characters like, for example, Spider-Man, that's a little bit more realistic than to a, a sorcerer like, of course, Doctor Strange. So they're going to expand that universe so they can tell different stories with different teams of superheroes. And you're going to start to see that 
more and more. Unfortunately, not all are going to be hits, and The Eternals being an example, uh, although it did somewhat well at the box office, it's not, it hasn't been received as critically as a number of the other projects. Yeah, because it was terrible. It was an awful movie. Did you like that movie, Ben? Tell me if you liked it. Did you like that movie? I, I didn't personally like it. I was, I was a little disappointed, but I, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I'm sure that at some point I will understand why, why it came into being, but you know what it was? It was a, it was a chance for a bunch of like, it was a chance for Selma Hayek to make money. Like it was a chance to get, it was a chance to get Angelina Jolie in the MCU. Like I, I can't figure out what the reasoning was behind that entire movie. And I know you're going to tell me they're probably going to make a second one. And I just, oh, like, I, I, I guess I hate that. I hate when like you're involved in like this big giant universe and I'm going to feel an obligation to watch the, the, anything that they put out with these characters, even though I really hated that first movie. Like, you know, I had to go back. Like, I never liked the original Thor's. Now Thor is cool, so maybe they'll fix it. I don't know what they'll do. Maybe they'll maybe they'll fix the whole thing. Maybe that's what they have to do now, because now Thor is like one of my favorite guys in the MCU. But early on, the first few Thor movies, pretty stupid. They were pretty they were pretty dumb. Okay, I think most I think even uh, uh, Helmsworth would would say that. Okay, he'd be like, yeah, you know, those first few ones that I was in, not really good. Ragnarok was good, and then I became like a completely different character. Like, so maybe they fix that. I don't know. That's my geek out moment. We've reached the end of the show, and I've started geeking out. This is how I know the show is over, Ben. I, I'm now I'm now having arguments over MCU movies. This is why I waited till the end, or the whole show would have been this. Whole show would have been me just like being angry about MCU movies. Well, you know, there's another Thor movie coming this summer. It'll so be good though. You, It'll be good yeah, though because now we go. got we've got we we had Fat Thor and we ha- and we and now we've got we've got a Thor that's I mean what is he? We know that he's got a glass eye that isn't even his real eye if we know the lore. Okay, he's been Fat Thor. He spent like whatever however long the snap lasted five years just sitting around drinking kegs of beer and playing Fortnite. I mean he's. And now he's going to be running around with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy cracking jokes. Like, I can't wait for that movie. But when when they did when they did the early Thor movies, I was like, I'll watch that when it comes out on video. You know, I'll watch that when they, when they start streaming that. I'm not running to a theater for it. I'm going to go see Love and Thunder because it, it, he's one of the best characters now, if not the best, that's still around in the MCU. Well, and he's presumably lost his pandemic weight no, to play in this movie. No, so. I like Fat Thor. Fat Thor is like my favorite <laughs> But it's much easier, arguably, it's much easier to fight crime if you're if 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 you're in better shape. No, but, no, you know, no, what no. Do I know? Fat Thor gives guys like me the ability to feel like we could be sexy even though we're fat and we could fight we could fight like evil evil supervillains like fat Thor gave me hope. That's why I liked fat Thor. We need more <laughs> fat superheroes. That's what I'm saying. More out of shape. Dad bod superheroes, not even fat, just dad bod superheroes. Okay. Guys that drink beer, carry around a little bit of a pouch, make uh make quips. And when it's time to throw down, they throw down. That's why I'm a big Thor fan. And, and this Thor, you know, does like beer and, you know, we both enjoy right. beer. So, yeah. I mean, that's that 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 definitely makes it more relatable for sure. Yeah, that fat Thor would sit at the nine foot homemade oak bar and hang out with. Yep. Me. That's what he would he do. Sure would. He would sit down at the nine foot homemade oak bar. If, if one of the neon signs went out, he would shoot lightning out of his hands and fix it. That's my guy. Yeah, he wouldn't hesitate. He would not hesitate <laughs> to come right over and have a beer. All right. I don't know what we learned from our spring movie preview, except for the fact that the Batman is something you want to go see. There is this uh, movie, The Northman, that uh, that Ben is really high on that he said, watch out for this one when it shows up. Uh, a Laura Dern movie is always good, so you can trust in the Jurassic Park. Uh, Michael Bay is making another stupid Michael Bay movie, but if you like stupid movies, 
that's your movie right there. Okay. So check that's ambulance is what it's called. We went through a bunch of other ones. There's some streaming things that you might want to see. And fat Thor is the absolute best. I think we covered it all, Ben. Yep. We, we pretty much gave you a good overview of what you need to know before you go to a theater. All right. That's Ben Belton. He was nice enough <laughs> to jump on the EP podcast. We will see you on Monday uh, as we continue to roll through the Chicago Southside summer spring that is now upon us. And we get closer and closer to the Southside Irish Parade and Evergreen Park's having their big 4th of July parade. That's coming back. We have so much to talk about on Monday. We will see you then. If you've missed any recent episodes, uh, trustee Mark Marzullo and Norm Anderson brought Don Paul, former White Sox pitcher, on a more recent show. We covered Abby. Murphy, Evergreen Park Olympian. Did you notice, Ben? We have an Olympian here, won a silver medal with the USA women's hockey team. Okay, 19 years old. And, Incredible. and, and it, it, she's a star and she's a star in the making is just going to keep getting uh, bigger and bigger. Uh, one of our more recent episodes, in fact, the one right before this on demand has all the audio from her big homecoming. Remember, every episode is available on demand anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye bye. Look at all those people. In this great suburb, driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember Ted Kaczynski? You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why. Because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 60805. It's the EP podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP podcast. Evergreen Park.